0: Four little words of the Bible, and the first word that I want to talk about is the word here, not as in come here, but here. Now, how many have a hard time hearing? Yeah, man, raise your hand. Come on. My daughter was so upset with me one day, and she was just telling me, She says, Dad, you never listen to me. And I thought, That is a very weird way to start a conversation. Come on, that was funny. Remember, guys, you have to laugh at my jokes, otherwise, I'm going to tell more. Okay, thank you. That was better. (laughs) But we have a hard time hearing. Now, when I talk about hearing, I'm not talking about having the physical ability to detect sound, because we all have that, unless, you know, some of us have hearing aids. Uh, I'm getting close to that myself. Some of us have the ability to increase the volume of the sounds around us. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being able to comprehend what is being said to us. Amen? Revelation 2, verse 7, it says, He who has an ear. Does everybody in this room have ears? Right? Everybody's got ears, right? How many ears did God give you? How many mouths did He give you? That says something, on not it? He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to you from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. This is one of the seven letters that uh, was written to the seven churches. And each one of them says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Brothers and sisters, this is what I want to talk about this morning. We can have the most amazing services where we're jumping out windows and jumping over chairs and everybody's screaming and yelling, or we can do all these things, but if we're not hearing what the Lord is saying to us, we are lost, and we are lost indeed, amen? We have to hear the Word of the Lord. We have to hear what God is saying. We have to hear what His Word is saying, because He is speaking to the church today, as He not. He is speaking to the church today. The speaking didn't die out with the apostles. He is speaking to the church today to guide us in the things that we're doing. He is speaking to you today to guide you in all things. Amen? We need to hear the word of the Lord. In the Bible, to hear is more than just to perceive a sound, but to act on it, to obey it with understanding. It implies change. I'm going to say that again. Hearing implies change. 201 times in the Old Testament, the word hear is spoken. Over 1,159 times is said in, in a form of that verb. 31 times the prophets declare in the Old Testament, hear the word of the Lord. Moses called the Israelites together to hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. In biblical thought, to hear is to act upon that which is being heard. Amen. In other words, when you hear something, you don't ignore it and go do what you want to do. If you truly hear it, you go home and you do what God told you to do, amen? Just because it comes from a preacher, if it lines up with the Word of God, it is the Word of God. I am his messenger, and that means do what God says, amen? That's what he wants us to do, whether it's good or whether it's bad. And what I mean by bad is sometimes he wants us to change a little bit, don't he? Sometimes he's saying, I don't like this part of your life. I hate it when God does that. He seems really good at it sometimes, don't he? And sometimes he uses other people to say those things into you, doesn't he? Sometimes he uses people that are not saved to say those things into you. Amen? Come on now. Sometimes he uses a three-year-old to say things to you. Come on now. How many three-year-olds have spoken truth into our lives? Amen? (laughs) Amen? Like, Dad, why do you act one way at church and act differently at home? (laughs) Come on now. Sometimes God uses children to get our attention. Instead of dismissing them, we need to hear what they're saying to us. Brothers and sisters, we need to quit acting like God's not talking to us and start doing what he's telling us to do. Amen? God is speaking to us today. God is speaking to us today. Moses says this in Deuteronomy 30, chapter 17, or chapter 30, verses 17 through 18. He said, but if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away. Notice he said that if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and you're drawn away and you worship other gods and serve them. Oh, pastor, that would never be me. That would never be me. Let me tell you something. COVID taught us that people stop coming to church, don't it? Come on now. It's amazing with COVID, people started saying, you know, I don't don't need to go to church because I can just have church at home. My question is, what kind of church are they having this morning? I can tell you, they're not having church at home. They're doing things that they shouldn't do because they're being lied to and made to feel like that they're okay. They're not okay. We need to be in the presence of God to hear the word of God. Amen. We need to hear the word of God. Our hearts can be drawn away. Our hearts can be tempted. We can be drawn away by, by, well, by football. Amen? Let me tell you something. No football team is worth your soul. The NFL does not own Sunday. God owns every day of the week. Amen? We need to honor God with our time. I promise you, sitting at home and yelling at your TV will not make your team win. I've tried that. It doesn't work, especially with my team. He says, They are drawn away in the worship of the gods and serve them. I announce to you today, verse 18, that you shall surely perish. Wow, that's a statement, isn't it? You will surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. God's given us a warning this morning, amen? Just like the Israelites died in the desert, never achieving, never receiving to go in the promised land because of their disbelief, because they didn't hear God when he said, I can take care of you and defeat the giants. They didn't hear God, and so they died in the desert so we too can die and never achieve that dream of going to heaven. Amen? Listen, we need to stop saying, people, I'll see you in heaven if they haven't accepted God in their life. Amen? We need to be real and say you're going to heaven when you accept Jesus. just because someone led a good life doesn't mean they went to heaven come on now just because they acted nice doesn't mean they went to heaven we need to say praise God I know this person went to heaven because they believed in the Lord and they sought Him and they went to church and they were faithful in all that they did we like to say people went to heaven because it makes us feel better It makes us feel better, and we don't know what happens when that moment before they die. I'm not judging anybody, but listen, we need need to live a life that people have no doubt, amen? No doubt, no doubt, no doubt that they're going to heaven, amen? No doubt, because I don't know about you, but I am on my way to heaven, and I'm taking my family with me, I'm taking you with me, we're taking this city with us, amen? Because we're going to hear what the Lord has to say to us this morning. See, I want you to know this morning, I want you to know that God speaks. He said in Isaiah fifty-five eleven, he says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. That means accomplishing nothing. And that means accomplishing nothing, void. But it shall accomplish what I please. Oh, praise God. Isn't that comforting to know that when God speaks, He means it? My grandfather, when he spoke, I knew I better listen. <laughs> when my grandfather spoke, when he said, when he would always do it like this, he would say, Keith, when he lowered his voice a little bit, I'm like, okay, we need to change. <laughs> And sometimes I would just make him mad just because I was a teenager, and that was my job. I learned quickly not to do that. When God speaks, we need to listen, amen? When he speaks, we need to listen. It will accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Now, let me explain what that means, okay? Because I'm going to give you different periods in the Old Testament. We're going to focus mainly in the Old Testament right now. I'm going to give you instances where God spoke. First of all, God spoke into creation. Now think about this for a moment. Remember in Genesis chapter 1, the earth was without form. It was void. And God spoke these words. He said, let there be. Oh, man. He said, let there be light. And boom, there is light. Now, notice he didn't say let there be darkness because there was already darkness over the world. But God says, I'm tired of the darkness. Let there is anybody else feeling the Holy Ghost right now? He said, let there be light. In other words, I'm going to take away the darkness. I'm going to take away the darkness. And then he says, I'm going to create the firmament. I'm going to create land. I'm going to separate the land and the water. Then I'm going to create plants. Amen. Then I'm going to create animals. Then I'm going to create man and woman. Actually, he created man and woman out of the dust of the earth. But he spoke those things. He said, let there be. So when God says something, life comes forth. Amen. Let me say that again. When God speaks, life comes forth. Amen. I want to say that again. See, even even that which is nothing listens to God. Amen? Jesus said if the rocks, if you start praising the rocks are going to cry out. Even that which is inanimate. Even that which doesn't have a soul. Even that which has been around for thousands of years will speak up and praise the name of Jesus. Because God said, let there be. Let there be. Praise God. God spoke Now, if god spoke creation don't you think he can speak into your life some way and resurrect something that's dead come on now oh pastor this is this is never going to come back it's dead it's not going to happen says who the devil you trust him last time i checked he was the father of all lies i'm going to tell you who's the father of life And his name is God, the Father, amen? His name is God. He spoke creation, amen? He spoke it. Now, how do you take something that's void and all of a sudden there's life? Oh, man. Some of you feel that in your hearts this morning. You feel void because of what you're going through. God says, I'm not done with you yet. I'm not. I'm ready to speak some life into you right now, Amen. But we got to receive it, Amen. And listen, if a plant can receive it, I know we can too, Amen. If an animal can receive it, I know that we can too. Receive what God has for us. I know I get any excited. I know that I'm yelling, but I'm a little ramped up this morning. I've had two cups of coffee. We're going, Amen. We're going. Listen, I'm feeling it this morning because I want you to feel that God is speaking this morning. God doesn't stop speaking. He's speaking this morning. Amen. But we need to do something. We need to listen to him. How many of us are parents and we've looked at our children and we say, don't do that. And they do it anyway. Come on now. And then they get hurt and they say, why didn't you listen to me? Why don't you listen to me? Why didn't you do that? If at first you don't succeed, do it the way your wife told you. Amen? Do it the way your wife told you. You'll do much better. (laughs) I mean, obviously that doesn't apply to me. I like to make the mistake over and over again before I'll yield and submit. Amen? Praise God. No, honey, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Just call Randy. Let him fix it. (laughs) No. (laughs) I can do this. Praise God. (laughs) Then my dad gets involved. Just call Randy. No. (laughs) But we don't listen, do we? We think we know it all. You ever try talking to a toddler? It's impossible. Because they think they know everything. You ever try talking to a teenager? Praise God. I understand why teenagers leave home now because parents would eat their young. Amen. It's time you look at your your kids, go, you're twelve years old, maybe it's time you're on your own. Amen, we'll support you. amen praise God no I'm just joking about that but teenagers don't listen because they like they think they can do things on their own and they come back and they say I'm sorry I don't know what I'm doing and we're like duh we know we've been there before we were a teenager then they do that line but that was 50 million years ago and then you slap them but the same thing we don't listen to God do we God tries to tell us things. God tries to speak to us. God tries to warn us. God speaks to us. He speaks to us. By the way, if you're not reading your word, he's going to have a hard time speaking to you. See, I have this little thing. I don't really trust when people come to me and say, God told me to tell you this. Because people have an agenda. There's certain people I trust, don't get me wrong, because their words have panned out. But if someone comes to me and says, yeah, I say unto thee, I'm like, no, you don't say unto me. Amen? But I tell you where I get my revelation, so to speak. Revelation is a word from God. I get it from the word of God. Amen? I get it from here. Amen? God's speaking to me. Amen? Praise God. God still speaks to his people today. But you know what happens to the devil when God speaks to you? The devil likes to come in and mess that up, don't he? He likes to come in and twist things, don't he? Amen? See, God told him, he says, I don't want you to eat of this certain tree. I don't want you to eat of that, the tree of good knowledge. I don't want you to eat from that. And then the devil says this. He goes, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, tell me if you think this sounds familiar. Has God indeed said? Did, did, Did God really say that? And see, if you're not in the word of God, you don't know that, do you? You're trying to remember, oh man, what did pastor say? What did he say? I don't remember what he said. I I can't remember that. Did did, did pastor as the messenger of God really say that? Or maybe he says something else. And he says, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? See, if Eve would have heard God, she would not have taken a bite of the fruit. Come on now. That's the problem that we face today is we don't hear from God. See, hearing implies obedience. Amen? Hearing says, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. But see, Eve didn't hear. God told Adam, and Adam didn't really tell Eve like he should have. There wasn't a passing down of the knowledge of information. And therefore, because of Eve, and ultimately because of Adam, we are now in a sin-corrupted and stained world. But it is time for the restoration to come back, and God restoring us. Amen? Hallelujah. The devil is always going to twist what God says. There's actually a specific spirit sent to you to twist what God says. But don't listen to me this morning. Listen to the word of God. See, a lot of times we don't like to listen to certain preachers because we don't like them personally. Maybe their attitude or their personality rubs us wrong. It really shouldn't be about that. It's about the word of God. We like to go hear preachers that we like or we can identify with. And I'm going to tell you something, that gets us in trouble. We like preachers that look handsome and, you know, they're, they're nice to look at. And I get it. That's why you're here with me. I understand. It's okay. We like preachers that have that suave look and they have the slick back hair and the, the thinness here that I don't have anymore. They, they, they're real muscular. I mean, again, I know that's me. But we like to listen to people that we find physically attractive and have the flowery words. Last time I checked, anyone who speaks flowery words or tickling the ear in the Bible is not of God. Come on now. I'm not here to make you feel good about yourself. I'm here to challenge you, to make you uncomfortable so that you hear the Word of God this morning and we become obedient to what God is saying. Amen? God spoke to the Exodus generation. Deuteronomy 4.12, And the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the sound of the words but saw no form. You only heard a voice. See, when God spoke to the Exodus generation, these are the ones that came out of Egypt. He spoke to them with a voice out of the fire. He did that because he wanted to connect with him, but he didn't put a form to himself. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because people would have started worshiping the form rather than God. He even says that. Verse 15. He says, Take careful heed to yourselves for you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the midst of the fire lest you act corruptly and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of any figure the likeness of male or female. And he goes on to explain other things. Man, we like to we like to set up an image of God that we're comfortable with, don't we? I'm not, now, I'm going to warn you, everybody, put your steel-toed shoes on because I'm coming, all right? We like to, we like to go to a church, and I don't mean necessarily you, I'm talk about the church in general. We like to go to a church that we can feel good about going, where the music is done just right and there's expert people. You know that music has turned more into an idol than it ever should be? People, you have, people go to churches where you have to try out for the music team? What is that? The Bible said make a joyful noise. It doesn't mean if whether you can sing good or not, amen? Listen, I know people, people always tell me, well, you want to do things with excellence. It depends on which excellence you're talking about. I'm talking about excellence of heart, amen? I'm talking about, if you're talking about excellence of voice... If you're talking about excellent voice, I'm sorry. That's just pride. Listen, I'm never going to have a church where we have to have the best singers. And I'm not saying our singers are bad. Don't don't misread that. I love our singers except for Ezra. I love all of our singers. (laughs) Ezra's up there. That's why I said that. He knows I'm joking with him. I'm really not. I'm just joking. I'm not going to worry about having the best singers. I want people with a heart of God. I see Ezra up there worshiping. I see him giving himself to God, and that's what I want. I want people to connect with God, amen? I want you to connect with God. People go to church because they have programs. Listen, I'm not here to have programs. I'm here to have God, amen? I want to see people saved, amen? Well, I want to go to church where they have bazaars look, okay, I'm not sure how that's reaching people for Christ, why don't we go downtown and reach some homeless people, would not we do that, okay, I want to go to church where they do this or that, listen, I'm not, not against having extracurricular activities, we had movie night on Friday night, but guess what, the movie was about reconciliation and healing, who was here for the movie, did you like it, I hated it. Because at the end, I didn't see the ending coming, and I was bawling like a baby. If you weren't here, I'm not going to tell you about it. But at the ending, I was like, "Oh no! It was tough, and I was mad at my wife for picking this movie because it made me cry like a little girl. right? Listen, we need to stop trying to make church something that is not and be what God intended for the church to be. Amen? The first. Century Church was the most successful church in history. They didn't have a church building. They didn't have TVs. They didn't have any of those things that we have today. But guess what? They changed the world, amen? They changed the world. We need to change the world, amen? We need to listen to God. We need to listen to God. I know I'm screaming. Nick, help me out. Don't put me too loud. Maybe make me louder. I don't know. We need to be more faithful. God transcends everything. Amen. He cannot be contained by an image. We need to stop constructing an image of God and worship him. Amen. Some people make the pastor the image of God. I can assure you I am anything but the image of God. I have my weaknesses. I have my failures. If you lift me up, I will disappoint you. Amen? You need to look to God. Amen? Now, that doesn't mean that God hasn't called me to lead you. But what it does mean is that we look to God together. Amen? We listen to his voice. God spoke to the people of Judges. Because after Joshua died, people started doing their own thing. Judges 2, 1 through 2. He says, then the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum. And said, I led you up from Egypt and brought you to the land which I swore to your fathers. I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You should tear down their altars. But you have not obeyed my voice. Brothers and sisters, if there's a word that I feel the Lord is speaking to the church today. Come on. What is is the role of the church? He says, go you therefore into all the nations, making disciples. But churches don't do that. They're more worried about building up their numbers. They're more worried about bringing in the money. They're more worried about increasing tithes, increasing numbers, and all those things. Let me tell you, that should be the least of our concerns. Amen? We need to raise up people to go be pastors. Right now, cake needs a pastor. Did you know that? Our villages need pastors. Who's going to go? Who will go? Amen. But I'm telling you, I believe that God's going to raise up somebody out of this church to be a pastor to the people who live in those villages, to people all over the world. Amen. That is our job. Amen. My job is not to have you sit here for 50, 60 years. My job is to get you out in to the world and win the world amen my job is to get you into that place and say jesus loves you just like we did last night just like we now whether or not people hear you that's not our fault because the spirit has to draw them amen because guess what i'm not worried about them hearing me i want them to hear god amen i want them to hear god amen but guess what? Here's the great thing. We are the instrument of God. God speaks through me. He speaks through you. Every time you say Jesus loves you, that is like a dart fired at their heart that they cannot remove. They cannot get that out, and that stays in them. Amen. You may not see the result of that. I will tell you this, and I want you to hear this with all my heart. You have no idea how many people are going to come to you up in heaven and say, I'm here because of you. Come on now. People are going to come up to you and say, Robert, you remember when you stopped on the street and you told me Jesus loves you? I laughed at you and I walked away and I silently gave my life to Jesus and I died shortly thereafter. If you had not have done that, I would not have gone to heaven. That's going to happen. Remember, come on, praise God. Remember, remember when you gave money? The Lord spoke to you, and you gave extra money because you knew of the orphanage down in Guatemala, how they're reaching those kids. Well, I'm saved because I was one of the kids who was giving up Bob and his family. I was one of those kids. I think this is gonna happen, guys. I feel this. And the kid's gonna come up to you. I'm saved. And I led so many people to Jesus because you gave. See, we don't always have to go to the mission field. We can send funds to those who are already there. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Oh, praise God. God tells us to reach out. God spoke to the Israelites before they were exiled to Babylon. He says this to Isaiah. And he said, go and tell the people. Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. Keep on hearing, but do not understand. See how hearing ties with obedience? Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. Brothers and sisters, I know there's going to be people that reject what we say. I know there's going to be people that laugh at you, but guess what? Our job is to still say it. You never know what God's going to do. Parents and grandparents, still speak over your children. My children are serving God, but guess what I do? I still speak over them. Because you know why? There's going to come a time in their life that they're going to face a crisis of faith and they're going to need to remember what I've spoken to them. In my house, when I was growing up, there were always Bible verses everywhere. There were always Bible verses that were plastered around and that there were everywhere all over the house. And then I was going through hard times. I would remember those Bible verses that would come to me. Those things have a way of planting in your mind. Brothers and sisters, speak over your children, speak over your grandchildren, speak over your great grandchildren. The last thing I want to say to you today Carol if you go ahead and come on up I know I put my jacket there but you can move it please I want to go back to that first verse Revelation 2 7 he says he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches so I want you to understand something. In the New Testament, in a city, there were many churches. This is, this is to the church at Ephesus. This is the first one. And there were many churches. There just wasn't the church of Ephesus. There were many churches. Sometimes they would, they would meet in the home. He says to all the churches that are in Ephesus, hear what the Spirit is saying. This is what I want to say to you today. Listen listen to me with all my heart, okay? The Lord is speaking today to His church. Hear me, okay? The Lord is speaking to His church. And can I tell you what He's saying? He's saying, go. He's saying, go. He's saying, go. I was so blessed by my sister's testimony. She went up to the fair... And it wasn't just about our business. It was about reaching the lost. Amen? And guess what? Even if you do it wrong, and I'm not saying she did. Please don't misunderstand me. But even if you do it wrong, because some people last night were worried they were doing it wrong. Listen, God still covers it. God still blesses it. You can literally go silent, and God will still speak through you. Did you know that? Amen? God will speak through you. God's going to speak through you. But we have to be obedient. What is God saying to the churches? Break down those walls of all my tradition. We have so much embedded theology that is not even of God. Let's get back to what the Bible says, amen? Let's get back to what God says. And then, and then approach everything with humility. Humility right like, Sometimes our faith and our doctrine needs to be challenged, doesn't it? Because as much as we think that we're right, sometimes we're not right, are we? I've had beliefs for a long time that I thought were right, and, and God has told me, he says, you know what, you think you're right, and you have no idea. Because I've listened to what other people said, not what his word said. Man, we need to hear from God today. Man, we need to hear from God. But you know what we need to do? We need to take the blockers out of our ear. Come on now. We need to take the blockers out of our ear and say, okay, God, what are you trying to say to me? What are you trying to say to me? What are you what are you speaking to me? Now, I believe two things. I believe God speaks to the church corporately. And I believe God speaks to you individually. Everyone in this room, God speaks to you individually. Amen? Now, if what you're hearing is in direct contradiction to what I'm saying this morning, that's not God. That's, well, it's not God. Okay? If it's in direct contradiction. But I believe that God is speaking to people. He's saying, first of all, he wants you to trust him. How many know it's hard to trust God? Come on now. It's hard to trust God, right? Because God says, I'll take care of you. And this is what we do. Okay, God, let me help you out. I'm going to go get another job, so I'll miss church, and that way you can take care of me. That's not trusting God, amen? Sometimes what God is telling us is that sin in your life that you've been holding on to you need to get rid of it. Quit justifying it, amen? Quit justifying it. Quit, quit trying to make excuses for it and get rid of it. Or maybe, maybe what God is telling you is, you know, I need to be more involved in my church. Or maybe what God is telling you is there's somebody at your job or a family member that you just need to go up to them and say, listen, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm just praying for you. Listen, you don't need to beat people upside the head to witness to them. You just need to love them. Amen. Can we just love people unconditionally? We don't need to try to talk them into heaven. Listen, if you're talking so much, they can't hear from God. Amen. Say the word and let the God do the rest. Amen. Amen. Speaking of that, I'm done. Stand up. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Just begin to worship Him. Hallelujah. I give myself away, God. I give myself away. Give myself away so you can. Let's put that song up. We can. I give myself away. Oh, come on, give yourself to Him right now. Hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. I give myself. Hallelujah. So you. Oh, yes, Lord. I give. Shield yourself to Him right now. Thank You, Jesus. I give myself away. So you, Hallelujah. I give myself. I give. Put your hands down for me for a moment. I know you're worshiping, but I want to ask a question. All heads bowed and eyes closed. Is there anybody here this morning that you have not given your life to Jesus? I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. All you got to do is raise your hand. Nobody's going to see you but me and God. Amen? If you need to give your heart to Jesus, just simply raise your hand. Is there anybody this morning? Amen. Praise God. We're all going to heaven. Now, and I'm going to ask you another question. I want you to say, Pastor... No one's looking around. It's just me, okay? Pastor, I've been, God's been trying to talk to me, but I've been holding him off. I've been kind of pushing him away because I don't really like what he has to say to me. Is that you? I want you to raise your hand. Nobody sees you but me. Is there anybody here today? I see some hands going across this place. I see some hands. Praise God. I'm going to pray for you right now. Amen? Can we do that right now? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father that you bless these people, God, who are struggling to hear from you. You are speaking to them, God, but they're struggling, God, because of what you're saying, Lord. God, I know, I know, I know, God, that I've had times in my life where I struggled to hear from you, Lord, because of the hard things that you said to me, God. But Lord, show them that you love them this morning. God, speak to us today, God. God, if there's something in my life, Lord, that needs to change, God, I pray that it does. Hallelujah. Lord, change me, God. Change me. Let it be done. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Brothers and sisters, I want you all to look at me. I want you to know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, and this is where you have to hear me, okay? And I know there's distractions. But I want you to hear me when I say that I love you. I love you. I mean, I truly, my wife and I, we talk about you all the time. And I don't mean that negatively. We talk about what God is doing in your life. We, we, we look at, so we get your Facebook posts. Now, some of you need to repent. <laughs> I'm not going to call you out, but the Holy Spirit, sometimes maybe instead of in that, maybe ask the Holy Spirit what he thinks first, okay? Just a little advice. I see others where God is doing things in your life. And my wife and I cry because we see how God is changing you. We love you for it. Amen. We we honestly love you. We love you so much. And God's going to bless you this weekend. And the Lord's going to speak to you. The calling, come on up. God's going to speak to you this week. And when he does, no matter how silly it sounds, as long as it lines up with his word, just do it. Take a chance. Do it. If it lines up with his word, okay, do it. And then watch what happens because God blesses obedience. Carlene, close us in prayer. Amen. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand offering this morning.